Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it's always an honor and a privilege uh, to have you connect with us. Praise God. We feel honored to be able to bring you the Word. Anyway, we're going to jump right into Philippians 3 today. Philippians 3, kind of a common text is what we're going to start with. Philippians 3, verse 12, please. And it says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, which is kind of a key word today, as many as are mature, have this mind, and then if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Praise God. Today I'm going to talk about reaching for maturity, reaching for maturity. Praise God. And as you can see here in verse 15, he says this, he says, let us as many as are mature have this mind. In other words, the whole thing he's talking about here about pressing forward, reaching forward, amen, putting those things behind us, amen. He calls it, praise God, a thing of maturity. In other words, the more mature you are, the more you're going to grab hold of this, amen. In fact, it, it, we could maybe say it is a step of maturity, amen, uh, this text, praise God. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about, like I said, reaching for maturity. Now, you know, this being the beginning of a new year, at least at the time of, of this recording, and a lot of times people have what you call New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, sometimes that's all right. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. But uh, sometimes people, though, have a tendency to put out a resolution. they got this big, long list of things, or they make it so huge that they don't necessarily keep up with it. And what usually ends up happening about three weeks later, they're no longer doing what they were hoping to do, uh, you know, or holding, to, uh, holding true to uh, the things they were, uh, you know, looking to change in their life. Today, um, I'm just looking at just some simple things that you can do uh, to move forward in your life in God, to reach forward, amen, in the things of God, to grab hold of who you are as a child of God, amen. But the idea is to come into a place of what we would refer to as maturity, amen. And like I said, it's going to be kind of a key word uh, today. So let's take a look at this text a little bit. And verse 12 again, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Now we're talking about the, the gentleman that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament is writing this, okay? You know, I haven't already attained. I haven't got all the answers yet. I haven't done everything uh, totally right yet. I'm still learning as I'm going here. I'm still pressing forward. Amen. So my thought is this, just to kind of throw this right out there, that if Paul feels like he still needs to keep pressing forward, well, then you and me as a child of God should have the same mindset. Amen. In other words, if this is, as he said in that uh, later verse, as many as are mature, have this mind, have this kind of mindset, have this mentality, have this attitude. Amen is what we should. So he said, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. In other words, I have a purpose. I have a calling. I have a gifting. I have things to bring to the table, so to speak. He says, I want to I lay hold 
of the things that God has laid hold of me for. In other words, I want to grab hold of that. Well, the only way that's going to happen is I'm going to have to be willing to press forward, to press on, praise God. This word press means forward pursuit, okay, forward pursuit. It means to drive forward or to drive with force, to drive forward with force, all right? It means to extend consistent, diligent effort towards something, all right? So when we're talking about pressing, we're talking about extending a consistent, which is key, right? Consistent, diligent effort towards something, praise God. Well, God is calling you and me as a people of God to press forward, to press on, amen. And if you're going to have that kind of mindset, a mature mindset, well, you're going to have to understand that that's a key. That's a part of it. Amen. Is a willingness to press forward, praise God. Now, any victorious life in God, you're going to see that there's no, it's not going to be some, I'll just say it this way, a casual stroll, okay? If you're going to move forward in God, uh, you know, it's, there's a press. There's, there's resistance, okay? And, and that's why a lot of people don't press forward, because there is resistance, all right? Well, you as a child of God need to have a mature mindset in this, a mature attitude, a mature way of thinking, okay? And that is this, that regardless of the pressure, I choose to press forward. And that's what Paul's talking about. Amen. Press forward. Press on, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says here, you know, keep, uh, let's just look at it again, the definition of this word, all right? To, uh, it speaks of forward pursuit, to drive with force, or to extend consistent, diligent effort, praise God. Now, um, everything we're going to talk about today is about pressing forward, obviously, about grabbing hold of what's ahead, amen? And it's a choice, you know, I've kind of been making that clear, but it's a choice, okay? It's a choice, uh, you know, best way I can say it, it's a choice to, uh, to know, it's a choice to grow, it's a choice to glow, amen? Okay, a little rhyme there, but anyway, the point is this, amen, anything in God, if you're going to know more in God, you're going to have to press forward. If you're going to grow more in God, you're going to have to press forward. If you're going to uh, glow, in other words, become the light that you're called to be, you're going to have to press forward in God. Now, again, the word maturity, because it is a key word today, let me maybe define it. You're going to see other words in, in Scripture like the word perfect, for instance. Perfect or complete or mature. These are all, most of the time, they end up being the same Greek word, but it means of full age. And it talks about in growth and development. In, of full age, in growth and development, or also mental, come on, or moral character. Either, let's bring it up again, a full age in growth and development or mental and moral character. That's a big key too, right? So all of these are areas of, if you're going to talk about coming into maturity, that's what it's dealing with. Growth and development or uh, moral or mental uh, um, uh, character, all right? So that's kind of what it's dealing with, okay? So here, let's go on again now. So we read verse 12. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. And again, every time I read this, you'll notice the I do in this verse is italicized, which means it's not really in the original text. Okay, so he says this, but one thing, right? Uh, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing. In other words, Paul says, listen, I haven't got everything down. I haven't got all the answers yet. That's what he's bringing out here. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. 
But he said, there's one thing I do have down, all right, and that is this, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Now, again, that's going to be a major key in the area of, of growth and development, in the area of maturity in our life. Amen. You have to be willing to let go of some things behind you. And Paul said, that's one thing I do have down. I put the past behind me, and I move forward, all right? Now, all of us in our past, we got some good things. We got some not-so-good things. And uh, so we're not necessarily uh, saying, you know, just forget the bad things. Uh, we're, we're just saying you have to learn that if you're ever going to move forward in the things of God, you have to be willing to say, you know what, yesterday was yesterday. Amen. And I press forward. Now, we might be able to have, uh, you know, glean some things that have happened in the past, obviously. We might have a great testimony about things that, you know, the good and the bad things that are back there. Okay, so we're not, you know, forgetting about all that per se. But we are just saying this, okay, if you're going to move forward, you got to have a mindset of moving forward. All right, you can't live always staring in the rearview mirror. Okay, that isn't how it works, all right? So Paul's bringing out that if you're going to have a mindset of, of, of maturity, as he said, have this mind, okay, have this mindset or have this kind of attitude, if you're going to walk in an area of maturity, amen, you have really got to be okay with letting go of some things of yesteryear or yesterday or whatever and move forward in what God has for you today, amen. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I'm, I'm grabbing hold of what I'm supposed to grab hold of. Amen. I'm going to finish this race. Amen. I purpose to finish. But it says here, pressing toward something. Okay. So to press toward a goal. All right. Uh, for the prize. A lot of times when you look at that, and if you kind of, you know, dive into this a little bit deeper, it's talking about, you know, not just, not just a long-range goal in the sense of gaining a prize, but also seeing that the word goal or another word for it, mark, talks about short-range things. So when you're talking about moving forward, there's going to be things ultimately that you're reaching for, but there's also things, praise God, maybe that are goals or marks, things that you'll reach for, uh, maybe, you know, I'm going to do this in the next month, or I'm going to work toward this in the next six months, or uh, today this is what I'm focusing on. Okay, see, that's more short range. Okay, so it's talking about if you're ever going to reach the long-range goals, okay, a long-range, uh, whatever it is you're reaching for, there's also short-range things that you can use as marks, praise God. Now, let's go back to this word reaching, okay, because I think it's, uh, was it verse 13, I believe it was, reaching uh, forward, I think is one of those words. I want to just throw this out here real quick because it's kind of, you know, it's what we're talking about is reaching forward uh, toward maturity, all right? The word reach forward means to stretch oneself forward, okay, in which you'd kind of think that, right? To stretch uh, oneself forward, all right? And then the word ahead in that same verse means in uh, in front of or against. But the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that when you're talking about pressing forward, talking about reaching forward, that's exactly what you're doing, okay? And that's why I wanna, want you to know that don't, don't see this as some hard thing to do. All we're asking you to do in God and all God's really asking you to do is just press forward and to reach forward for what's yours, amen. And so there's different ways of doing that, and that's what I want to bring out uh, today. And with that said, let's go to the book of Ephesians, 
And what I'm going to talk about is how to reach forward, right? How to reach forward uh, for maturity in our lives, all right? So Ephesians, just back up here a book, and chapter 4, please. And again, with all the texts that we're going to use today, they deal with areas of maturity. It talks a lot about in the text about maturing, about growing, right? Growth and development, about uh, uh, mental and moral character, okay? Uh, so uh, all of this is what it's dealing with, all right? So we're going to talk about the different ways that you can do that. So if we're talking about pressing forward, we're talking about reaching forward, amen, reaching forward for something, okay, how, how can I do that, all right? How do I do that, all right? And that's what we're dealing with. Again, let's give the word uh, mature, the definition again, all right? Maturity, perfect, complete, of full age in the area of growth and development, or mental and moral character, or all of the above, actually. All right, so, okay, Ephesians 4, please. All right, Ephesians 4. And I'm going to go to, uh, see, Ephesians 4. Let's go down here to verse 11. Praise God. And uh, just says this, And he himself, talking about Jesus, he himself gave some uh, to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Again, Ephesians 4.11 there. Now, obviously, he's talking about the fivefold ministry, all right? So uh, what we would refer to as the fivefold ministry, leaders in, in, in the uh, body of Christ, all right? So verse uh, 12, so now he gives all this for what? Well, for the equipping, or the, that word also means perfecting. Again, we're already starting to see an area of growth and development here, okay? We're talking about maturity, all right? We're talking about growing in God. For the equipping or the perfecting of the saints... For, that's talking about you and me, for the work or the doing of the ministry, or it really refers to service, okay, the service of, okay? So the work or the doing of ministry or service, all right? For the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. This is the key. In fact, the first thing I'm going to bring out, and you're going to kind of see this as we get into this, okay, the first thing, maturity comes, all right, by being connected to the body, all right? Maturity comes by being connected to the body. So if we're going to talk about reaching forward for maturity, one of those keys, okay, to make this work in our lives is we got to be connected to the body, okay, the body of Christ. Now, we're not just talking about the body as a whole. We're talking about there's local bodies, okay? It's key to be connected to a local body, praise God. That's why he says that he's given all this, uh, the office of uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, he's given this as as for a reason, okay? They're there to help equip you, to, uh, to perfect you, all right? To make sure you have the tools necessary to be effective in the area of ministry and of service, praise God. Amen. For the doing of ministry and service, all right? Verse 13 now says this, till we all come to the unity of the faith. That word unity means oneness, but talking about of the faith, it's talking about literally a reliance so when you're talking about uh, uh, a reliance on God, because you're talking about the, uh, you know, it talks about edify or the unity, pardon me, unity of the faith, of the believing, or uh, confidence, reliance, dependence, that word faith there, okay? So he's talking about oneness of the faith or reliance on God is what it's referring to. Now, that'll make sense here in a minute. And of the knowledge, okay, or recognition or acknowledgement of the Son of God, Amen. 
And, and really what that's talking about here is not saying that everybody's going to come to the place where they all agree on everything, because that's never going to happen. You know that. I know that. You can barely get two people in the same house to agree on everything, all right? In fact, it's, in most cases, it's, it's just never going to happen, okay? You all have a way of looking at things, seeing things, but what you can come into unity with or into oneness with is the fact that you're gonna, your dependence is on God and that you call Jesus, in other words, as you said here, the Son of God, or we're talking about Jesus, right, as our Lord and Savior. Now, we can agree on that. Most of the body of Christ is going to agree on that, that we call Jesus our Lord and we depend on our God. Amen. Those are very key, and that's what he's referring to, all right? So we're, the hope is that we all come into oneness or unity about that. Now, listen, it says this in that same verse. Right, in fact, let me read the whole verse again. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge or acknowledgement of the Son of God to a, here we go, perfect man. There's that word, okay? Talking about maturity, all right? To a mature, okay? Again, that word, perfect, complete, mature, of full age in growth and development in mental and moral character, all right? Till we all come to that place. That's the key. We all want to come to a place of maturity, all right? All right, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And again, that word stature, again, is referring to maturity again, okay? It's just another way of saying it, but it's referring to maturity. So the whole thing that we're trying to show you here is this whole text is dealing with bringing you and me as part of the body of Christ to a place of maturity. But you notice you're being a part of something, all right? You're connected to something here. All right, that's, what, that's the key of it. All right, verse 14, that we should no longer be children. In other words, immature. That word childish or immature is what that word children there means, okay? That we should no longer be children, childish, babes, immature, all right? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Now, I'll come back to that in a minute. But speaking, all right, come on, speaking the truth in love may grow up, right, in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Again, you're seeing nothing but growing up, maturing, developing, okay, coming into who you are, all right? That's what you're seeing in this whole text. Verse 16, from whom the whole body, in other words, a united body, come on, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which, here we go, every part does its share. It then causes growth of the body, amen, for the edifying of itself in love. Now, growth in the body, as a sense, could be a dual thing. Could talk about in size or talk about maturity, all right? In other words, each individual in the body is growing, all right? Now, this text, again, talking about maturing in God. So if we're talking about reaching for maturity, there's some real keys in this, okay? The main key is being connected, okay? You got to be connected to the body, all right? Connected to the body. It says here in verse 16, the whole body joined and knit together, joined and knit together. Now, a reference on this, you know, Hebrews 10 and verse 25 talks about uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It doesn't just mean to gather. It refers to literally assembling, coming together, being joined and being knit together. 
Now, somebody says, well, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm saved, so I'm a part of the body of Christ. Well, uh, let me just bring some clarity on this, because a lot of times people war with the fact we talk about being connected to a local body, all right? Uh, we have some people just don't want to be for whatever reasons. Well, I don't like being around people, or I don't like all churches are imperfect. Well, of course they're going to be imperfect. And, uh, of course, there's going to be people in, in any church that you go to that there'll be some that you love and some that you enjoy, and there'll be some folks in there maybe you, you have a hard time with. It doesn't matter which church you go to, you're going to find that. And somebody said, well, then that's why I don't go to churches, because they have issues, they have this, they have that. Of course they have issues. Of course they have situations. You know why? Because every person in there is imperfect. And if Paul would say, I haven't arrived yet, I still need to grow. I still need to press forward. I still need to reach forward for maturity. Well, guess what? Every other person, it's the same thing. You, me, everybody. Amen. In fact, when you and me came to the church, it automatically made it an imperfect church. Come on now. Just, because, just for the fact that every one of us have areas in our life that need to grow and mature. So we bring not only our assets to the, uh, to, uh, to the body, we bring our, maybe the things that aren't considered as assets. In other words, we not only bring the good things, we're going to bring even some of the weaknesses, okay, along with it. So that means that anytime you have all that in there, it's going to affect the body as a whole. Well, a lot of times people say, well, that's why I avoid it. Well, here's the deal. I want you to think about this. In fact, you see a lot of references of this in like 1 Corinthians 12, okay, and, and other places where it talks about, you know, the body of Christ being made up of many members. And the reason I want to bring that up is this, because, see, you can be a body part and never be a part of the body. See, I could say, all right, this, this hand, this hand on my body, it, 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 it brings something to the table because, it, because it's connected. And this hand can be useful for this body because it's connected. But now if for some odd reason some accident happened and my hand was severed, and it's, it could be, you know, maybe this might seem a little bit uh, uh, gory, I don't mean to do that, but, but yet trying to make a point here, that I could, this hand could be severed and that hand could be laying there on the ground. Okay, now it's still a body part, but that don't make it a part of the body. All right, another reference that I, a lot of times when I think about these kind of things in John 15 talks about the vine and the branch. Okay, well, you know, if the, if the branch gets somehow severed from the vine, it withers up and dies. Well, it wasn't necessarily meant to be. It should, they should all be a part of the vine, but the problem is once it's separated, it begins to wither. Okay, and the word is it really, you know, we can go on this text a long time, but, you know, the word warns us about being isolated, okay? And we could come up all day long for the reasons why we don't want to connect to the body, all right? And we might think we have valid reasons, but all, all it comes down to is it's really, in a lot of ways, uh, it's just, it's, it's wrong thinking. Because no matter what you say, the word is very clear. That if you're going to mature and grow, you got to be connected. you got to connect, all right? That's one thing. Another thing we find through this same text in Ephesians 4, 
He talks about bringing your part in verse 16 again. By what every joint supplies according to uh, the effective working by which every part does its share. Amen. And then it causes growth of the body. All right. So in other words, every part doing its share. See, another reason why you want to be connected to the body is because you bring your supply. You bring your part to the table. And the reason I think that's so necessary to understand is it's not always just about you. See, you're bringing your supply, you're bringing your part to the table because we're here, amen, to help meet the needs of another. And if we all bring our part, amen, everybody's needs get met. And that's how it was designed to work, all right? In fact, the scripture brings out in Philippians 2, talks about that we don't, we're not only looking out for our own interests, we look out for the interests of others, Amen. It's not that God doesn't see to it that your interests get met, but he says, listen, you got to come to the table with the understanding. See, this is part about growth and maturity. It's not just about me. See, it's not just about you. See, it's about us bringing our part, our supply, because we're going to look out for the needs of others. Amen. The scripture also says in 1 Corinthians 10, he refers to it looking out for others' well-being. I believe it's how it's worded in the New King James. Amen. You're looking out for others. See, part of the connect of the body is, is not only about just being joined and knit, amen, but it's also about bringing your supply, bringing your share, bringing what you have, your, your energies, your efforts, your callings, your giftings. Uh, your substance, your finance, all kinds of things. See, all of this fits into this. And if everybody does their part, a body becomes healthy. It begins to grow, not only in number, not only in size, but the body begins to grow in the area of maturity, growth, and development in the area of mental and moral character. See, all of this fits in together, praise God. So another reason why we connect to the body. Uh, the, the other one I want to talk about is by the word says in verse uh, uh, 15, speaking the truth in love. And verse 14 talks about not being uh, the one that's tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Well, how does that happen? Well, the only way that can happen is the truth has got to be spoke. You've got to be in a place, you've got to connect where the truth is being spoke. In other words, there's the speaking of truth, there's the hearing of truth. And there's the knowing of truth. And, of course, we're talking about the Word of God. You have got to be somewhere where you can hear the Word of God. Amen. In fact, go with me, if you will, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, please. Hebrews, chapter 5. And we'll talk a little bit more about this because this is all very key when it comes time to growth and development. All right? Hebrews, chapter 5. And it says this in verse 12, okay, is where we'll go to. Verse 12 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. This word here, oracles, means the sayings or the scriptures of God. So we know he's talking about the word of God here. All right. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, there's that word again, or children or immature. In other words, if you're just, just feeding on the milk, guess what? 
You're, ju- you're never going to grow and develop. Now, hang on to that. All right, so verse 14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age or mature, that is, those who are, by reason of use have their senses, here we go, exercised to discern some things, okay? Uh, by reason of use or by practice, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, the keys he's saying here is he's talking about the Word of God again, just like we read there a little bit in the, uh, Ephesians 4. Okay, he's talking about the Word. In other words, you need to be connected to a body. Now, hear this, right? To be what? Under the Word. you got to hear the Word. And you got to hear the Word. Solid food. You can't, you can't be fearful of solid food. In fact, that's my next point uh, when it comes time to maturity. Maturity comes by, uh, by not avoiding solid food. Maturity comes by not avoiding solid food. And of course, I'm talking about this text here in Hebrews. Okay, it's referring to a word that's going to challenge you once in a while. Listen, if you're just going to feed on the milk, little fluffy stuff all the time, guess what? You're never going to mature. That's why we got a lot of people in the body of Christ that are still, in a sense, in the nursery, so to speak, because they've never allowed the truth, okay, in the area of solid food to be fed to them. Believe me, I've seen this in 30 years of of senior pastoring. I have seen this time and time again where people love your church. They love how everything about your church. They love the praise and worship. They they love how things function. They like how this happens, that happens. But the first time they get some word uh, that, that, that challenges them to change something in their life or to make adjustments in their life, to grow, to develop, to become, in the sense, uh, in, your, in your character, the moral and mental character to be adjusted somehow or another. If, if it's too, uh, where they start choking on that solid food, a lot of times people will just run. They book. They head out. Okay, well, we're not called to do that. All right? Once in a while, you uh, might get your toes stepped on. All right? If it's a good church, a church should at times, I mean, challenge you in the area of growth and development to become all that you're called to be as a child of God. And once in a while, you get your toes stepped on. There's no doubt about it. But guess what? Your toes heal. Come on now. Now, listen, I don't think our life, you know, in church should all be about, uh, you know, growth and development in the sense of, uh, you know, always be challenged, 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 challenged. I think there needs to be times when there needs to be something that's, uh, you know, the social uh, aspect of things needs to come forth and times of of connecting with people and 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 good relationships and all that kind of stuff that brings some fun and some enjoyment in this, you need to have that too, okay? We're not excluding that, but I have found that there's a lot of works, a lot of churches out there, it's all about fun. It's just all about, uh, you know, the fluff, okay? And they never challenge their people to grow up, all right? That's dangerous, all right? That's dangerous, all right? And we're talking about reaching forward toward maturity, okay? Then you're going to have to be okay with solid food once in a while, all right? Again, all right, this is what happens when the Word of God's being taught, all right? Sometimes, amen, you get challenged in where you're at, your way of thinking, how you see this, how you see that, amen, what you need to adjust, your attitude might need to be, uh, you know, modified a little bit. Come on, you might have to have a, a come-to-Jesus moment once in a while in, your, in the area of your walk and development. It has to happen once in a while, and you can't be afraid of that. So part of growth and development, amen, hallelujah. Remember, first one, maturity comes by connecting to the body. Secondly, maturity comes by not avoiding solid food, all right? In other words, be okay with the truth being taught, 
Amen. That's, that's got to be key. All right? Praise God. Now, several ways about uh, solid food. Okay, the Word talks about in Romans 12 about the renewing of the mind. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, that Word is being taught to begin to transform you, <clears throat> to change you. Right? The word transform is the word metamorphosis, where we get our word metamorphosis, which means change from one thing to another. Okay, all that happens by the word, by your mind being renewed, renovated. <clears throat> See, renewed, renovated, okay? Uh, something, uh, you know, modified in your way of thinking. So that word has to come to renew the mind, amen, to bring change. Now, remember that, that reference there, it talks about you can be conformed to the world, <coughs> excuse me, conform the world or transform by the renewing your mind. See, the word has to come so you can be transformed. Otherwise, even as a child of God, you could be just conforming to the world. See, if you're not challenged, you're not purposely reaching forward to lay hold of maturity in your life, all that's going to happen is you might have Jesus as, uh, you know, you might be uh, saved in the sense of you've accepted Christ as your Lord, uh, as your Savior, I guess I should say it that way. Amen. But maybe uh, when it comes time to, you know, making adjustments and changes, you're not willing to do so. Okay, that's dangerous. All right. So we're talking about not being conformed to the world, but being transformed. Now, again, remember, that was spoke to the church, not to the world, spoke to the church. Okay, so the only way you're going to come out of an area of conformity to the world into an area of transformation by renewing the mind is by being okay with the Word of God being taught. And we're talking about solid food. You can't just feed on milk. You can't just have the fluff. You've got to be challenged once in a while to grow up, praise God. And that's what we're talking about by pressing forward or reaching forward to lay hold of maturity. That's part of it, all right? Another thing, it's about abiding in the vine. We mentioned that earlier, you know, out of, uh, out of uh, John chapter 15, all right? When you talk about the whole thing about, uh, you know, about abiding in the vine, it talks about, you know, uh, let, that he has to, uh, uh, that you abide in him and he and his word then abides in you. See, the word is a big part of it. When we're talking about being connected to the vine. You've got to be okay to be connected, all right? Now, listen to that solid food once in a while, okay? If you're going to continue to grow, and produce fruit, okay, all of that's talking about maturity and growing, about growth and development, about, amen, come on now, about moral, amen, and mental character all being modified and changed. How's that? you got to have the Word. The Word has to be involved. If you're going to grow up, the Word has to be a part of it, all right? And we're talking about solid food, not just the milk, okay? There's a time for that, but as you grow in God, you got to be okay with the solid food. All right, praise God. Another reason for the word is uh, it brings out of John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32 in there. It talks about, uh, you know, about abiding in his word. If you abide in my word, then it says, it goes on to say, then you, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, we all want to be free, but there is no freedom unless you know the truth. And you ain't never going to know the truth until you abide in the word, until you get the word. And, but the key in that verse, too, it says this, that you are my disciples indeed, or disciplined ones. So when we're talking about the Word, we're talking about not just occasionally hearing it once in a while, or even just hearing the milk 
Okay, you got to be okay with on a consistent basis because the word uh, the word um, dis, dis, disciple, pardon me, means discipline one or or one willing to move forward. Okay, that's what it's talking about. You discipline oneself to keep hearing. All right, you got to be okay. You got to make the choice, the quality decision. Praise God to discipline yourself to keep hearing it, and even when you're being challenged to not run away. If you want freedom in your life, you got to get to know the truth. And you ain't never going to know the truth unless you discipline yourself and abide in that word. If you don't abide in the word, there's a lot of truths you're never going to get to know. And if you don't get to know those truths, you're probably going to remain in a place of bondage instead of being free and in a place of liberty. All right? And we all like freedom and we all like liberty, but it doesn't come all automatic. You have to, amen, you have to get to know the truth that sets you free, that makes you free. And the only way that's going to happen is you got to discipline yourself, amen, to remain and continue in that word. Stay with it, praise God. This is all a part of growing up, amen. And all this just said, just the, going back to the saying that you can't avoid the solid food. You got to be okay with that once in a while. Amen. When you find yourself getting all you know, agitated because somebody's ministered something that's, that's, that's touching on some touchy subject in your life, you just sit there, smile real big, and you just let it start washing you, praise God. Let it begin to make adjustments. Somebody says, well, I don't like that. Well, there's a lot of things that go on that we don't necessarily like at the moment. But if you let the truth of God's word Amen. Begin to modify and change you. Praise God. All of a sudden you come into a place of more liberty and more freedom. Praise God. This is all about growing up. Praise God. All about maturity. Amen. So you cannot be fearful or avoid. Maybe it's a better word. Uh, you cannot avoid solid food. If you're going to grow, you got to be okay with that. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another one. Let's go to Romans 8. Hallelujah. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, we have kind of a little joke around here about that. Praise God. I always feel like uh, uh, Romans 8, you can probably every sermon I ever preach, I bet you I can find a verse in Romans 8 that'll fit it. Praise God. And again, this is no different. Verse 14 of Romans 8, a common verse. I don't have time to go through all this, but I just want to show you this verse. It says this, for as many as are led okay, or influenced or induced or inspirited by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, okay? Now, the word sons here is weos, is the, he, or the Greek word, all right, which means mature one, okay? So he's talking about if you're going to come into a place of maturity, you got to be okay with being led by the Spirit of God. In fact, that's our next point. Maturity comes by daily following the Spirit of God. Okay, daily following the Spirit of God. That's why he says here, he says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In other words, part of your maturity level is going to be based on how well the Spirit of God or how much the Spirit of God has influence in your life or how well you will follow that influence or the leading or biddings or promptings of the Spirit. Okay, that's key. Remember, we're talking about reaching forward to maturity, pressing forward in our life in God. If that's going to happen, if we're going to come into a place of maturity, part of that has got to be the Spirit's involvement in our life, praise God. 
Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to bring out just a few things. You know, uh, it's going to be by daily, uh, by listening daily. Okay. In fact, the scripture says in Hebrews 3, today, if you will hear his voice, today. In fact, multiple times in that text in Hebrews there, Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, talks about today, makes it personal and makes it daily. Amen. Today, if you will hear his voice. Amen. In fact, his sheep know his voice, hear his voice, and follow his voice. All right? Now, Proverbs brings out that, that your ear has been made to hear, praise God. All right? And, and Isaiah 50 brings out, praise God, says this. It says, amen, that you, you can, your, your ear can awake day by day on a daily basis. Amen. Morning by morning, I think is how it's worded there in Isaiah. Amen. Morning by morning, which means every day, little by little, your ear is made to hear. Well, how does that happen? You've got to discipline yourself to do it on a daily basis. Amen. When you take your time, and hopefully you are taking your time to pray, commune with God on a day-to-day basis, in that time with God, you've got to have also those quiet moments where you're listening, being attentive. Now, of course, I touch this, uh, the physical ear, as a point of contact, but it's really more of an inward thing, all right? But you've got to daily be ready to hear some things, all right? Today, if you will hear his voice. See, because if you're not hearing the voice, how are you going to know how to be led? See, there's a lot of people doing things because they don't take the time to be led by the Spirit of God. So they make a lot of these decisions that are irrational most of the time. Okay, we might be more moved by natural things, of course, but all that spells is immaturity, which you're going to see here in a minute. But if you want to be mature, all right, we got to be led by the Spirit of God. All right, which means daily you got to take the time to hear God. All right, it makes sense, right? Uh, the word also talks about having an ear to hear. In fact, uh, Revela- Revelations 2, verse 29 says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. Praise God. In fact, uh, the seven churches are talked about there in chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Revelations, and, and we're, all of it's dealing with uh, is, uh, you know, the, the churches, God's talking to each church, and after each one of them, he says this, if you have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit has to say. Well, that means that there could be the chance that you don't have an ear to hear. In other words, you might be hearing sounds, but you're not being attentive. You're not really listening. Come on now. You might not be listening to what's being said. Now, there are many who are either ignorant of what God has said, or here we go, or ignoring what God has said. We're talking about having an ear to hear. Amen. Because God doesn't want you ignorant or ignoring what he has to say. And those are two real dangerous places. Okay. And the enemy wants you ignorant of the truth or what he has to say. All right. The enemy wants to keep you ignorant to what God has to say. All right. Think about that. A lot of people said ignorance is bliss. Well, I understand how that gets said once in a while in certain contexts, but really ignorance is a trap, okay? You do not want to be ignorant of what God has to say. Secondly, you do not want to ignore what God has to say. The Scriptures are very clear that you could ignore what He has to say, all right? But you have to have an ear to hear what He has to say. That's a, that's a choice, okay? You've got to be not only get yourself in a daily position to hear, you've got to be willing to to hear, listen to what he has to say so you can follow. Because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the mature ones of God or the sons of God. Praise the Lord. 
Another thing about this, you've got to also be willing to receive the things he has to say, right? That makes sense, right? In fact, let's look at a text here. Uh, 1 Corinthians, let's do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and maybe I'll read a few verses here just to kind of make my point, because we're talking about part of maturity comes by daily following the Spirit of God, all right? And uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6 says this, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, right? Come on now. So there's a wisdom from above, as we've talked about, that comes that the mature will grab hold of. Yet not the wisdom of this age or of this world, nor of the rulers of this age, which are coming to nothing. We're talking about stuff from above here, not this earthly stuff. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, okay, this is a quote now, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. There's things now, things which God has prepared for those who love Him, all right? But, that was a quote. In fact, that, was a, uh, that would have been a quote out of Isaiah. But verse 10 says, but... See, God has revealed or uncovered things, right? These things, right? Revealed them to us. Talking about these things that are prepared for us. Hallelujah. God has revealed them to us. Here we go. Through His Spirit, right? For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, even the, here we go, deep things of God. For what man knows the things uh, of a man except the Spirit of that man which is in him? Just a lot said here, but hang on. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. In other words, that's why you want the Spirit of God, right? Because the Spirit of God knows things, right? Hang on. Now, we have received, here we go, not the Spirit of the world, but what have we received? We received, what? The Spirit who is from God, that we might, here we go, know the things that, I've been, that have been freely given to us by God. So, in other words, it's all available as a child of God, as a believer, because the Spirit of God resides on the inside of you, because of that, there's a connection for you to the things of God, things that have been prepared for you, the wisdom of God, the wisdom from above, amen, the deep things of God, the mysteries of God, all are made available to you because of the Spirit that's on the inside of you. Now, hang on to that, though. It says this. Uh, uh, let's see, verse 13. These things we also speak in words which man's wisdom teaches, uh, pardon me, not in the words. Let's read that again, all right? These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, hang on. But the natural man, see, the carnal man, we could say the immature man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor indeed, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is this, okay? That you've been made, uh, in a, you've been brought into a place or a position where you can receive, all right? But now the immature man ain't going to receive it. Even though there's things being said, even though God's revealing things, showing you things, uncovering things, and giving you wisdom, giving you insight, giving you help, trying to help you with this and help you with that, showing you how to do this, how to do that, all that stuff's made available. But if you ain't going to receive it, you just stay in that state wherever you are. 
Okay, whatever, that, whatever condition you're in, that's what you end up just staying at. In other words, you ain't going to grow and mature if you ain't never going to receive the things that the Spirit of God's trying to tell you. Now, again, maturity, come on now, let's look at these things. Maturity comes by being connected to his body. Maturity comes by not avoiding solid food. Maturity comes by daily following the Spirit of God. This is how we grow. It's how you reach forward. So you've got to also on a daily basis, amen, be one, amen, that connects with the Spirit of God, a daily thing. You, you discipline yourself for it. Praise God. You, uh, you listen. You have an ear to hear, amen, and you've got to learn to receive some things. The Spirit of God is showing you things, those things prepared for you, those things, the deep things, the wisdom from above, the, the mysteries from God. All these are things that God's trying to get to you, showing you how to live this life productively, do what you're called to do, praise God. Amen. I hope you're hearing this. All right, one last thing I want to bring. Let's go out of James 3, please. James 3, and I'm going to go ahead and and wrap this up here. I hope you got an ear to hear. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. All right, the last thing that I think is necessary to bring out when we're talking about maturity, okay? Verse 1 of chapter 3 says this, My brethren... Let not many of you become teachers, okay? And it's just talking about instructors or whatever, knowing that we shall receive the stricter judgment. In other words, the higher you go in the, uh, you know, you you rise in the area of of, uh, the body of Christ, okay, there's a stricter judgment on you, all right? Okay, that's key. But look at this, verse 2, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble, here we go, in word, okay? He is a perfect or mature man, there's that word again, able to bridle the whole body. All right, so he's talking about here now is learning how to control this mouth. All right, he's talking about stumbling in word. He's talking about with word coming out your mouth, things coming out your mouth. All right, he says, if you can bridle this, you can bridle your body. He goes on to say, indeed, verse 3, we put bits in horses' mouth that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Likewise, also at ships, probably look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. In other words, it sets ablaze. Okay, look what the tongue can do here. Just like a horse in a bit's mouth, a rudder on the back of a ship. Amen. How they can, that little thing can steer that animal or steer that ship. This tongue right here, okay, in your, in your own mouth, can steer your body, can steer your whole life. He goes on to say, and the tongue is a fire world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Of course, it's talking about in context about a mouth that's out of control, all right? For every uh, kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Brethren, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. In other words, uh, he's talking about a mouth that's unrenewed, a mouth that's out of control. You say blessing one second, and you're cursing the next second. You're, you're speaking good things and then bad things, speaking life and death or blessing and curse. Okay, that's what he's talking about. Okay, the point is this, your mouth's out of control. But in context, he's talking about if you, that, the, that part of maturity is how well we can control this thing. Okay, it's a big key. So when we're talking about, 
you know, this year settling it. Praise God, I'm going to be one that's reaching forward toward maturity. Part of it is not just being connected to the body, not just being connected to the Word and receiving that solid meat of the Word. Amen. Not just being led by the Spirit of God, but we also got to keep this mouth in check. You know, I always say this. Uh, you know, you got to keep your head right, your heart right, and you got to keep your mouth right. Praise God. Amen. In fact, the Scripture's uh, very clear about valuing what you say because it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. All right, that's Proverbs 18 brings out. The Word talks about guarding what you say. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 15, it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you. It's what comes out your mouth that defiles you. you got to guard those things that come out your mouth. Praise God. Amen. So you got to value and understand that death and life are in the power of this tongue. And you have to understand that what comes out your mouth is far more critical than what you put in your mouth. All right? He also says in Romans 12, pardon me, Matthew 12, I'm sorry, talks about, praise God, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, I want to say that for this reason, is that the way to start controlling this mouth is you got to guard what goes in. Now, that takes us back to everything else that we've been talking about. When you stay connected to the body, you stay connected to the Word of God and be okay with the solid meat of God's Word, you stay connected to the Spirit of God, guess what? Little by little, that's what you begin to feed into your heart. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So when we're talking about guarding this mouth, you know, maturity comes by learning to bridle this tongue. That's the last point, by the way. Maturity comes by learning to bridle the tongue. Well, how do you bridle the tongue? Well, those first few things we talked about is how you bridle the tongue. Because if you get your heart full of the right things, you're going to be speaking the right thing. If you keep your heart full, amen, of the good, solid meat of God's Word, that gives you good, solid doctrine. Praise God. keeps you anchored on who you are in God. You stay connected to the body. And, man, you, you know, that's the thing about being around people. It keeps a lot of this kind of stuff in check. Amen. You're not going to be talking those kind of things when you're around people that won't allow you to talk that way. That's true. All right? That's why you need to be connected to the body. You get in the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God on a daily basis will talk to you about little things like that. Talk to you about how to keep that mouth in check or talk to you about what you said and how you need to change that or speak this instead. I mean, the Spirit of God will help you with all that kind of stuff. But you just can't look at growth and development at moral or uh, uh, mental character without addressing the mouth, all right? The mouth has got to be in check, all right? So I, again, challenge you to reach forward this year, amen, to reach forward for maturity. Stay connected to a body, a local body, amen. Keep the Word of God, amen, coming into your life, praise God, keeping yourself growing and challenged, amen, to grow up, praise God. Stay in the Spirit of God on a day-to-day -day basis. Let Him lead you and walk you through things, show you things, amen, and learn to keep that mouth in check, praise God. Learn to speak words of faith, hallelujah, words of encouragement. Speak hope, amen, instead of all this other mess. Don't get caught up talking the mess that the world talks. Talk like a child of God. Talk like a conqueror, an overcomer, praise God. Be the child of God you're called to be, amen. Reach 
for maturity in your life. Praise God. Hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory once again. So thankful for this people that had an ear to hear today. Thank you, Lord God, for opening the eyes of our understanding. Hallelujah. And Father, we give you praise. Amen. For a people of God who choose to mature, to grow, praise God, to be all they're called to be in you. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.